0: This is Kanzen Shu, the podcast, episode 347 for the week of October 27th, 2013. What up, hey oh, so welcome to a Kanzen Shoe, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Kanzen Shoe. That's right, we cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit, oh, the entertaining. Julian, what up, dude? Oh,
1: you know, not too much. Um, my students from the second year will be very soon in Korea for their class trip, and other than that, kind of... My sister's in Japan and in the apartment.
0: Well, that's fun. It's good to have visitors.
1: Yeah. um, It was a bit of a funny story, actually. We were all expecting her to arrive Sunday afternoon. But then, like, two days before she was intending to leave, she found a mysterious email in her spam folder that says, Oh, yeah, by the way, we changed your departure to the day before. (laughs) So she very quickly had to find someone to replace her at work for the day that she was going to miss and finish packing and get to the airport.
0: Awesome. Go airlines.
1: Uh, so apparently airlines have the right to do that completely. Tell, you know, (laughs) just tell you that by the way, they changed the date of your departure and your flight and if you try to change it to something else you're going to have to pay a lot of money
0: that's right if you do it you have to pay but if they do it oh sorry good i'm glad you have some uh, extra support over there means you can come podcast although everyone's probably asleep right now right
1: oh they're all asleep okay. my, my <laughs> sister especially she's been sort of half asleep on the couch since seven
0: <laughs> gotcha <laughs> (laughs) All right.
1: And it's 11 at night right now.
0: So we got Julian over there in Japan. We got me. My name is Mike Vegito E-X, over here. Heath is out on family assignment this weekend and Jake is off again protecting the universe. Um, Can we just assume Jake is a secret member of the Galactic Patrol at this point?
1: I suppose so. just hope he doesn't run into any full-grown science. (laughs)
0: That's right. He's not strong enough to take him on. All right. So we got Julian and Mike right here. Uh, Julian, this week we got a lot of cool news to catch up on when i say cool news i mean forehead slapping news but also genuinely exciting news uh and then we talk a lot about dragon ball heroes And that's the card game. It's the promotional manga. It's all the extra spin-off promotional things that go on with it. And now that it's been going for a couple of years now, I kind of wanted to take a step back as we enter this new chapter. Our topic this week for you and I, and you probably have the best perspective of anyone because you are in Japan where Heroes is, and that's what needs to happen with Dragon Ball Heroes right now. So that's going to be our topic. And then we have our new segment that we debuted last week, which I think unfortunately is going to be called Who's That? character we will uh let you know who it was in the voice clip you heard last week and we have a new clip for you to think about and ponder and research and uh that's gonna be our show this week sounds good sounds good all right let's do some news hey julian yeah how about that widescreen trailer
1: uh just sigh
0: are we really doing this i mean that's the big question are we really doing this again
1: so mike guess what i'm graduating from college and i'm getting ready to move to japan
0: (laughs) i just got engaged yay wait a sec What year is this? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So Funimation put up and removed very quickly a trailer for their Dragon Ball Z season one on Blu-ray, as I like to call him, anime listing superhero. WTK spotted this uh, up on Funimation's website. By the time I saw it and then got home, I already had messages saying that it had been pulled down. It's like, wow, something went up a little too soon and (laughs) someone found it a little too quickly. So the trailer showcased what they're doing. Doing for their new remaster. And if you're thinking, wait, wasn't Funimation just doing Dragon Ball Z on Blu ray? you are correct the level sets it was six months from announcement to cancellation uh the first ones came out in november 2011 that was uh level one that was on november 8th 1.1 that covered the first 17 episodes and then the next month in december december 13th we get level 1.2 level 2.1 was supposed to come out soon after that And, and within that six month time span they decided to stop and they didn't really give a reason this was that whole we've suspended production until we can find more efficient means the common theory which is mostly accurate theory is that they sold like shit And the question there is, did they sell terribly because people wanted Fill My TV? Or was it because you just finished putting out the Dragon Boxes, which were coming out at the same time that Dragon Ball Kai was coming out, which all came out two months after you finished putting out the orange bricks? My theory is, stop oversaturating the market. You can't put out that much at the same time. I mean, even if you look at just orange bricks to just dragon boxes to just a Blu-ray remaster, that's enough as it is. But Kai was happening during this time, and Kai was airing on TV for free, so you could watch it there. Kai was covering this same underlying material. It's just too much. So, Julian, my question going forward here for these Blu-ray sets, these new remastered ones, which completely wash out every. I mean, it's our worst fears from the orange bricks dialed up to 11 here. It's... pretty pretty unbearable. It looks like a
1: watercolor painting, which is not what an animation cell is supposed to look like.
0: Yeah, never mind the cropping at this point. I mean, the remastering itself looks like garbage. So, Julian, the question is, if these don't do well, we can pretty much infer it's oversaturation, right? Pretty
1: much, yeah. Well, at least then we know who to blame. Because I kind of feel like from the very beginning, the whole survey thing was almost a way of covering themselves Mm. to say, oh, we did put out a survey
0: and we just did what the fans wanted. So don't blame us. Right. And they're really setting this up to succeed with a lower price point. Uh, pretty much mirroring what the orange bricks were, the nine seasons that way, Um, just appealing to the lowest common denominator with derp-a-derp, fill up my TV. Whenever we talk about this, Mary throws in the Southern accent (laughs) because here in North America, we associate Southern accents with uh, lower intelligence. I am not doing that. Mary's not here, so I'm not putting a Southern accent on there. I'm just doing a -a derp-a-derp. I don't even want to talk about it. If we ignore it, will it just go away?
1: Um, If you ignore it, you don't have to buy it or think about it, I guess, but it'll only go away if people don't buy it. Right. So
0: that's right. That's right.
1: Don't buy it. I'm sure someone will buy it for you just to give you radits again.
0: <laughs> well, because I have to review... I say have to, in quotes there, review it for the site and the show here. I already have it pre-ordered, so I'm part of the problem, but I, I like to distance myself from being part of that problem if I can. It's just... I don't know. This is this is the last straw, Funimation, and I mean that on your side less than I mean it on my side, because Funimation's really in a position where if these can't succeed, they can't just keep putting out Dragon Ball. They need to let it rest for a while. And or new material.
1: Yeah, there are a couple of things that they could be doing. You know, there's the 2008 special, which I suppose may have certain rights wrapped up in it because it's through Suecia. But there's that. There's
0: All right. So let's do that quick recap of what has come out in the meantime. And I mean, this is side news from this news, but it's important because it is the why isn't the main line succeeding? So we've got the 2008 Jump Super Anime Tour special. Julian, that was part of the set the Jump Super Animator, that was yeah. like you just said, Shueisha was in control, so that's really a Shueisha property. That was limited release in Japan and just got tacked on as an extra the Battle of Gods, so there's likely different production committee members that kind of hold that whole process back, right?
1: Right. I mean, even so, you'd think they would at least angle to try and get that or something. Right, you know? right?
0: And I'm sure they have. With all of these, I'm sure it's, they are trying, they have tried. If they could put it out, it would already be in your hands by now, but we still want to go over them kind of in order here the next thing that we got actually can't remember the order so whatever order we go in uh was probably planned to eradicate the super science yeah that was first because that was on raging blast 2 we did get that released domestically only on the video game and subtitled only so it at least came over here but that's a funimation should probably investigate checking that out if they can yeah i mean it
1: has had a kind of release over here so you know they could do something with it
0: Right, I mean, the fact that it came out here at all means that Japan is okay with it existing over here, and existing subtitled, no less, so you'd think a dub would make sense put out as a single product but the whole putting out as a single product that could take away from sales of the video game over in Japan because that even well, that ties in with the next one which is episode of Bardock uh, that was included as a part of Dragon Ball Z for Connect, which didn't even get a release in Japan on the Xbox 360 those two specials those were included on a bonus DVD as part of a Psycho Jump magazine issue that's the only home release yeah. in Japan so they probably are looking At if north america gets a single release of either of those that takes away from but then julian the question is what does it take away from raging blast 2 does exist in japan so i can see that taking away from video game sales but episode of bardock doesn't exist on dvd in japan other than this march was it 2012 psycho jump issue i mean you can't buy it so what does it take away from i have no idea I do get it. And then, of course, there is Battle of Gods. And this is the biggest one. You'd think if they could already have it out, as you look around the world at how many other companies and countries have licensed this movie, what's going on here? We have to assume that Toei—it's probably one of two things, maybe even a combination of them. Toei is asking a gazillion dollars for the North American distribution rights, and Funimation can't do it on their own. And or, because Fox is involved at the production level, they're holding it up somehow.
1: yeah. I can only imagine that either because it's a theatrical release, they're demanding that it get some kind of wide release in North America, which Funimation might not be willing to commit to, or Fox being Fox is... I don't know. Do they... Can they farm it out to Funimation but make ridiculous demands like replacing the entire cast or making ridiculous cuts a la Pokemon or something?
0: Right. Who knows what's going on there? And uh, another one of my potential theories is that it's too big for Funimation and it's too small for Fox to care about. So it's like they have it, but why bother with it? Because what's it really going to bring in for them?
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: So that all ties back to the Blu-rays, believe it or not, because if this new re-release of the dragon ball z tv series proper doesn't succeed it's because it's out too much and people are looking for something different so let's leave that behind we will of course cover them when we can very minor story here uh viz put out the cover art for their full color version of the dragon ball comics coming out in print they've been doing them digitally julian's the japanese cover art i like how they did saige Hen to Saiyan arc uh
1: yeah i mean it's a direct translation yep that's not really much to say i mean no. it's very much a straight translation of the stuff that's on the japanese cover the only thing is the font that they used i mean it's the, it's basically the same font that's on the original japanese tankobon mm-hmm. like dragon ball slightly different. Yeah, it is a little different. Mm-hmm. I think the shape of the R in particular is different, but it's very similar. But it's also very plain because you have all this stuff going on in the background and the logo is just sort of sitting there going Dragon Ball.
0: <laughs> yeah, on the Japanese cover, it's uh, kind of at an angle with a little bit of a drop shadow yeah here even.
1: i mean i i realize that you know clean typography is all the rage but um it's dragon ball
0: oh whatever i mean it's cover for the print edition that's coming uh what next year i think that's coming yeah february 4th is that first one msrp yeah. is 20 bucks but i think amazon's got it down for about 12 or 13 so
1: you know how they even used a similar color scheme with full color yeah yeah they put the letters in, in japanese furukara yeah. is also in the same it's cute interesting it's cute. yeah
0: all right, Julian, last time on the show, we talked about the new mobile game coming out. Well, the official website has opened. So what can you tell us now about Dragon Ball RPG Boyhood Arc Shonenhin? hen
1: Well, um, it appears to be divided into four chapters, which uh, the initial arc with Pilaf, although Pilaf doesn't show up until partway through in the manga, but you know that. The 21st Tenkaichi Budokai, uh, Red Ribbon Arc, and uh, Demon King Piccolo. So, basically, the part where Goku is not yet in his adult physical form.
0: <laughs> he's still stocky. Yeah, it's difficult
1: to call him a child because, I mean, he's like 15. Right, he's already a teenager. Piccolo yeah. arc. But he is, at any rate, sort of still a boy in appearance. <laughs> well, to me, so that's 15
0: is kind of a little boy still.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, especially as we get Getting older. there, right? yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: get, get off my lawn. Okay. But anyway, they're further divided into episodes which recreate events from the TV series and and the battles themselves appear to take the form of a turn-based RPG and the screenshot provided even shows Bulma getting involved I'm not sure exactly how but there's a in addition to that there's an item collection aspect where Goku collects certain things while going through the game and even when you're not playing he continues to adventure and gather them so there's a non real-time aspect about it i suppose okay and you bring those to bulma and she invents stuff like capsule houses and dragon radar and microband and um what is it the spy robot or scout drone or whatever it was that they used to track him when he was attacking red ribbon headquarters Mm, okay oh anyway i don't know it promises to have uh, appearances of lots of characters from the series Although the characters themselves are sort of these 16-bit style sprites.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, people are starting to notice that the sprites are ripped from a variety of other games. In fact, the uh, main key piece of artwork there, just with the title, that's Goku from the cover of uh, Dragon Ball DS 2. So it may
1: not be entirely original, but it's something they can put together, perhaps relatively cheaply, and give it
0: out. So that's coming out on Android and iOS. We don't know when, though, right? Yes. Well, it said
1: October, but October is almost over. That's right. So maybe soon. All I don't right. Know.
0: So I guess we'll be on the lookout and see uh, where it pops up. If Tap Battle is any indication, it will hit Android first over in Japan and then very quietly see yes. the iOS release.
1: Yes. From the little that I had seen of Tap Battle before it crashed, it looked like the graphics were not exactly optimized for the iPhone either. Mm. Okay. Sort of pixely. So maybe a very cheap port, you know?
0: Sure, sure. All right, move on. We got a bunch of other video game stuff. This is real quick. J Legend Retsuden. That's the compilation coming out on the Japanese Nintendo 3DS. We've already talked pretty much about everything. Uh, we know Super Butoden 2 is the final uh, inclusion there, but they put out a nice promotional video that showcases each of the games. And the only little tiny shred of news that we can pull out of that is really that alongside Super Butoden 2, you can hear the main title theme music sort of playing in the background. So to me, that infers it will keep its original soundtrack, which means they're just not talking about it, not referencing it, just putting it out. It's in Japan. Leave us alone. Don't talk to us about music. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Ah, uh, Kenji Yamamoto. Yeah, All
0: right, let's talk a little bit about Battle OZ, which is the big new fighting game coming out. The news here was that Nabucodan Bandai North America put out a release date. It's coming January 28th, which is within one week of the Japanese release. I'm very excited about that. So I think the Japanese yes. release is like the 23rd, and then this one's the 28th over here in North America, and I think Brazil and some Latin American places. So that's the bit of news, but there's some other little tidbits here that I don't think anyone else has talked about and this is so up our alley of importance and points of interest and I need to share this with you. So Namkabandai, you know, they their press server distribute screenshots and trailers, all that stuff. So I'm grabbing yep. them. I'm putting up the screenshot gallery. And I'm looking at the file names for some of these screenshots and the battle of God's characters are written as the file name. And that's important to me because we are trying to get rid as much as we can of this Bill's name, because while that is certainly a valid romanization of Budusu, Julian, I, my popular analogy, and I've stolen this from Jake at some point in the past. Bill's is to Bidusu as Tolanx is to Trunks, right?
1: Yes. So it's possible to derive that from the katakana, but it does not respect the pun in any way.
0: Either pun. <laughs> it doesn't do anything. So yeah. the point of interest here is that Bandai on their server has them written out as Beerus, B-E-E-R-U-S, which is exactly as we have coined it on Konzenshu, and Whis, W-H-I-S. Now, I do want to point out that nowhere in the screenshots can we see this written out in the game. This is simply a file name that they're distributing in their screenshots, but I found that of obscene interest and curiosity. Obscene, you say? Obscene, yes. You... Coined Beerus, Yes, so,
1: and Jake has not. Agreed <laughs> Jake disagrees,
0: <with> <laughs> but we're overruling him. <laughs> you know, I I do question it to some degree because we've criticized Viz in the past for what we like to call too clever for their own good kinds of name adaptations. And huh, huh do you get the pun huh huh. Look, so I do wonder about that. But for me, the way that name romanizations, transliterations, adaptations have always worked, I like to preserve pron pronunciation usually first followed by pun and beerus gets us all of that and it gets us both puns at the same time which was the yusuke watanabe's original virus i mean that's kind of its own story you recommend people just check out the movie guide page for that
1: Yeah, we got tons of quotes and lots of interviews that explain what happened.
0: (laughs) And, like, Latin roots and all that stuff. (laughs) Go dig into that. So it it gets both the virus and the beer pun in there. And, Julian, since the movie has come out, all of the official Japanese publications are writing out the character's name as B-E-E-R-S, beers.
1: Yes. There's, like, one obscure 3DSLL case that has it written as the English fan term, but that's an outlier.
0: Right, and that's a third-party thing that came out before the movie, so... Yeah. It also just says God for Goku rather than Super Saiyan God or Super Saiyan God Goku. It's like... Yes. We can safely ignore that, I think. All right. So we're going with Beerus. We're trying to get it to spread as much as we can. Yes. I think it's possible that someone could independently on their own come to a similar name spelling. But do you think this is number two after you spearheading Tullus? as the DBZ Movie 3 character that uh, Steve Simmons adapted back from your clever spelling, which we later found had actually been used in Japanese before, just with one L instead of two Ls. Do you think this is number two? Have you uh, made your stamp on official spellings?
1: I can only hope. And if this is the result of perhaps Steve Simmons being involved with the translation of the game and giving us a nod too, that'd be fine.
0: I don't think Steve has done games in years since... uh, Really? Yeah, not since the Atari days. Hmm.
1: Well, whatever the case, uh, I can only hope that that could actually be used in the game and not just as a file name.
0: I'm just really... I'm heavily anticipating what the official English Funimation name, spelling, slash pronunciation is going to be. Because if they finally kill off bills, I will be pretty excited about that. Yes,
1: because mm, I, I, I don't like bills. They, they come in my mailbox once a month.
0: so <laughs> We don't want them. No bills, no bills. And then yes. really the last bit of news is they did have an updated English language trailer, which was... Basically identical to the last one that came out when I was on vacation that first showed Beerus and Weiss. Uh, they just updated with the release date in there as well. But the file name for the trailer said No Chala and Flo's Chala head Chala was not present in this new English language trailer as it was in the Japanese language trailer for the game. So I'm inferring this to mean that the international release will not have Flo's version of La Hedjala from Battle of Gods. That's sad.
1: You can't see this, but I'm making a sad face.
0: I know, your video froze forever ago, and I just see a kind of pensive Julian face.
1: Oh, actually, I haven't been paying attention to that window. Well,
0: I just see your face. Anyway, that's Battle of Z. Julian, we have uh, really one more news story. This follows up on a question we get very often, and in fact... Didn't we just address it last week?
1: Uh, Yeah, actually, we were talking about this recently with um, Kai. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So uh, Mayumi Tanaka has been wonderful to follow on her blog because about (laughs) once a year... We get a uh, great confirmation of stuff. Julian, can you uh read what her latest blog entry says?
1: Dragon Ball 16B Nozwa Masako-san no tanjoubi deshita. Senshu Play Kanroku no iwai o shabakari no san ga kanchigai shite iwarete Mako-san,
0: omedetou gozaimasu. So on her blog, Mayumi Tanaka, the voice actress for Kididin says, Dragon Ball recording day. was Masako Nozawa-san's birthday, Yuji Mitsuya-san, who celebrated his pre Kanroku, which is his uh, 59th birthday, just prior to his 60th birthday, of course, just last week misunderstood and celebrated too. Happy birthday, Mako-san. So Julian, there is great stuff to pull out of this, but in addition to the post alone, we got a group photograph, which gives us even more hints and pretty solid confirmations, right?
1: Yeah. So we got this picture and, you know, just by going by the it could be like recording for the video game that's coming up, but right, right. L- we look at the picture. Okay, we've got Goku and Gohan and Goten. We have Vegeta. We have Kuririn. We have Kaioshin. We have... Is that Trunks?
0: I believe that's Takashi Kazau, yes.
1: Yes. We have trunks, we have Boo.
0: Well, you're you're getting into the really important ones there. We have Kozo Shioya, who is the voice of Majin Boo. Okay. There's a couple others there.
1: We have the replacement voice for Mr. Satan. Right. A mystery
0: woman who we don't know.
1: Yes. And <laughs> the sound director for Dragon Ball Kai. Yes,
0: Yukio Nagasaki. There, that's that's right. Putting that all together, we have
1: <laughs> we have Buu era cast. We have the guy who did Dragon Ball Kai. And we have. Mr. Satan's current right. voice.
0: Mm-hmm. Mr. Satan, who, as far as we can tell, isn't a playable character in Battle of Z, so...
1: Yeah. Why would they be recording, I wonder?
0: So, Julian, a year ago, when Tanaka first talked about it, they were just hitting, I think, the 28th Tenkaichi Budoka. She was commenting on the kids. So that was a year ago. So if they're all together here, if these are the people, this is probably near the end of the series.
1: Probably. So... I mean... <sighs> It, yeah, it's well, let's think. If they've done pretty much the same ratio of episodes to compare to Z, it'd mean they're doing, oh, I don't know, roughly what, 60-ish 60, 70 episodes. episodes? Yep, yep. And yeah, so if they're doing one episode a week, they're probably into the late Boo arc.
0: They're probably wrapping up. To recap, the continuation of Dragon Ball Kai, which concluded early at the end of the Cell arc has not actually been officially announced. There are people who have said, yeah, yeah, we're working on it. And then, as you have mentioned last episode, uh, very quietly gone back on that. Deleted tweets kind of skirted the issue on further pressing. uh, Because, again, this has not been officially announced for them to really legitimately talk about.
1: Yes, only Tanaka is... Seems to be completely beyond reproach. (laughs) Right, right. She's allowed to talk about this stuff and then it just sort of hangs in the air.
0: (laughs) I don't know if it's allowed to or she just doesn't. Like you said, she's just so big that what are you going to do? Or maybe her blog just sort of flies under the radar. Perhaps I mean maybe we're the only ones covering it. It's this this lady in her
1: fifties that has a blog. I mean she happens to be a very important member of the cast, but only only fans read it. So
0: it's pretty clear that Dragon Ball Kai has continued its production. Uh, it seems likely that they're doing the entire thing in the giant batch to send out to licensees. So I think we'll probably hear something in 2014. And that, of course, brings us back around to, is it even worth doing now? You go back to Funimation's plans for, putting out a new remaster of Z on Blu-ray. Well, What about the Kai Boo arc? How does that fit into the plans? So you're going to be airing that on TV and then a home release, and then your Blu-rays are going to hit that same time period around the same time? It, it who knows? It's just bonkers. It's bonkers
1: to me. <laughs> oh, dear.
0: Alright, so Mitsuya, glad to see our buddies coming back to play Kai because he wasn't sure if they could afford him. Well, it seems like they have. So to wrap things up, happy birthday to Masako Nozawa. She's 77.
1: Uh, She doesn't like to officially acknowledge her age, (laughs) but it's pretty common knowledge that she was born in 1936.
0: Yes. So, Julian, let's talk about it. Dragon Ball Heroes. In Japan, Dragon Ball Heroes is actually a successor to a previous line of arcade games, Julian. it, It started... Prior or pre video games, really, with just cards.
1: Yes. So, way back during the Dragon Ball, like when it was still going on, there was something called the Cardas Cards, which was a game that you played using cards, kind of like magic or things that would occur later, like Pokemon or Yu Gi Oh!, where you had your battle power and you have attacks and things like that. There's lots of things that have existed before that. And even just before Dragon Ball Heroes started, they had something, what was it called? Dragon... Battlers. There's Dragon
0: Battlers. There was Bakuritsu Impact. These were all using cards. and They all use the Budokai, the Dragon Ball Z Budokai engine from the PS2 games, uh, using those characters. And you kind of slide your cards on top and move them around and collect things. And uh, Dragon Battlers is actually where we first got Super Saiyan 3 Broly and Super Saiyan 3 Vegeta, uh, then went on to be in Raging Blast. But some of these new transformations, believe it or not, were slightly before Dragon Ball Heroes.
1: Yeah. It's, so it's, it's got a lot of back history, I guess you could say. Yeah. Before this even started. But, uh, the main thing here is that basically it was a rethinking of the way that people interact with the card game. Yeah. So instead of having like a little play mat with a table, Mm-hmm. You have this big arcade machine. You put the cards down on the playing surface, which reads them and displays them on a screen so you can battle against someone else in very flashy manner. Otherwise, it's basically got card game mechanics, but it looks like a fight, like a fighting game. Yeah,
0: it plays out like a fighting game on screen using the Podokai engine, so it's all, like you said, nice and flashy. Now, Dragon Ball Heroes is the latest version of this, which actually started a long time ago now, believe it or not, back in 2010. Late 2010. So we're we're basically three years into Dragon Ball Heroes now. Uh, I remember celebrating the two-year anniversary. I think maybe the official launch was earlier that next year. It's kind of muddy the way that Dragon Ball Heroes rolled out, but we're let's say we're about three years into heroes. It's been going for a while. Julian, there was the original batch of missions, which had a, a theme song that we, we still occasionally hum, and we're just doing. Mm-hmm. So in between segments here, <laughs> that, that mm-hmm. went for a while that gave us things like super Saiyan three trunks and the new, uh, first batch of hero avatars. Uh, it's really where beat came from this new hero that we're seeing a lot. Oh Yes. And then it transitioned into Galaxy Missions, and the main you kind know, of driving property behind Galaxy Missions was Dragon Ball GT. They moved into a lot of GT-related stuff, uh, occasionally dipping back into movies, like Garlic Jr. was part of Galaxy Missions. Yes. They were filling in the holes where they could. Uh, galaxy Missions is also where Battle of Gods came in around yes. Mission 4, 5, 6. That's where we got Beerus and Whis tying in last uh oh, yes. March and it, April.
1: It was um around the same well not quite th- that far along but just after the movie was released is when we started getting Victory Mission Right. right?
0: Yeah. Galaxy Mission Time was kind of this really huge time for Dragon Ball Heroes because it was clearly succeeding enough in arcades in Japan to warrant a few other things. We got, Julian, like you just mentioned, a sort
1: of expansion of things.
0: Yeah. This promotional, we called it this side promotional mini manga over in V-Jump, which is Shueisha's video game focused magazine. There's always Dragon Ball promotions over there, but we've never had a new Dragon Ball manga, so to speak in vjump and we got one it started out as just a couple pages each issue literally two pages i think for the first two chapters and they weren't really serialized it was okay this happened and then later point in time this next chapter happened and as it's gone yeah. on and especially into current day it's Literally, chapter the chapter to be continued picks right up where it left off, right? Yeah, so
1: it's very much got a continuing plot now. It's got it's introduced new characters mm-hmm. who are developed in some fashion. It very much it's got a tournament arc now. Yeah, it So it very much feels like <laughs> they're building towards something. And with the latest thing, it's sort of teased the new chapter with the black smoke Shenlong. Right. Right. So. It's, it's very much paralleling the video game or the card game still, but at the same time, it wants to sort of build up its own thingy.
0: That first part's the angle I, I kind of want to hit on, where it's really, it's here to promote things. All manga is to promote stuff. Even manga in and of itself is to promote itself, and it's Tonko Bone sales and jump sales later on. But what Victory Mission is doing is, I think one of the, first ones i really remember them doing a good job was was the card action ability z when froze drew that in the sky because that was the new card action ability being distributed that you could get the card for and use in the game so it's kind of highlighting all the new moves and techniques and add-ons that you can go use for yourself in the game. So that's how it's promoting what's going on. But then like you said, it's kind of going in its own direction and creating an original story. And we do have to mention that the author of Dragon Ball Heroes Victory Mission is this mysterious figure we know very little about. Although at this point, like we've mentioned before, we are about 98% confident that it is toyable of the Japanese doujinshi dragon ball af
1: what only 98%
0: yeah 98% I'm only using 98% of my certainty
1: okay (laughs) all right but we do know also that he was born in 1978 and he's from Tochigi prefecture
0: right so you can do a little sleuthing go track him down Julie. (laughs) okay I'll go door to door (laughs) are you toyable no
1: are you (laughs) toyable no (laughs) <laughs> Are you horrible? Yes, get out of my house
0: <laughs> Great Alright, so we've got a Victory Mission, which is going on uh, There's a couple other things, but let's talk about Ultimate Mission, which was the Nintendo 3DS port of the arcade game obviously uh, changed up because you can't use your cards with the 3DS game. Uh, they use QR codes to unlock certain missions. You collect more and more cards as you complete certain missions. Jake did join us uh, shortly after the game came out here on the show, and we talked about Ultimate Mission, I think maybe even twice here on the show. So uh, yeah. if you want to dive back in, you can listen to Jake talk a little bit about how the game works and what's interesting and fun about the game.
1: Yeah. Speaking of which, he needs to do the overview page for. For the second Cardass perfect file from the Shoe series, because I don't know heads or tails about it. But he seems like he understands what's going on. Oh,
0: okay, he's probably the uh, the Cardass uh, expert right now. I don't yeah. know if that's a, <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing to throw on as your title, but <laughs>
1: but yeah, I'll let him do it.
0: All right, <laughs> all oh, the what, other books are what are we talking about. Oh, uh, ultimate mission. So that covered up through was it Galaxy Mission four. Plus a little bit extra, because Beerus and Weiss were in there, unlockable to use. And Ultimate Mission actually did quite well over in Japan. If you remember our covering the sales charts, it would go really, really strong for a while and then kind of dip off and then suddenly and out of nowhere, come back and stay on the charts for another six, seven, eight weeks at a time.
1: So they talk about the long tail of uh, sales. This had a very, very long and very big tail. (laughs)
0: it was a hysterical one too because we're like how is this doing so many thousands of sales in its 20th week dragon ball games don't stay on the charts they stay up there for one or two weeks they burn really really strong really really fast and then die out dragon ball heroes kind of stayed at that low level but for a really long time ultimate mission there on the 3ds uh so there was that but then julian we kind of talked about some of the other stuff already and that's things like episode of bardock that was a really big push that tied in a whole bunch of different things that tied in dragon ball heroes itself it tied in v-jump because that's where the episode of bardock three chapter manga by naho oishi debuted that promoted you playing super saiyan bardock in dragon ball heroes at the same time the dragon ball z special selection dvd came out in japan that was a single dvd that was only what was that a thousand yen it was Crazy.
1: Something like that. It was super, super
0: cheap. A single DVD that had both the Bardock and Trunks Dragon Ball Z TV specials on it. And that was significant because, unlike North America, where we've had Bardock and Trunks on DVD since the year 2000, Japan has only ever had them exclusively as extras on the Dragon Box sets. When the individual DVDs came out, even with the movies, those two TV specials did not get individual disc releases. So that came out at the same time. And then... uh Again, I'm, I'm pulling it from memory, but I think it was the March 2012 issue of Psycho Jump that included uh, the anime adaptation of Episode of Bardock alongside Plan to Eradicate the Super Signs. So there was a lot of stuff going on to promote Dragon Ball Heroes while simultaneously promoting other Dragon Ball things that all still tied back to what was going on in Dragon Ball Heroes. So it was a very incestuous time during the Galaxy Mission era. Right.
1: It's very much cross promotion on top of cross promotion. Motion. right and yet it feels like really victory mission is aspiring to try and become something more
0: it is trying it is so the the trying there the aspiration do you think that's coming from toy i mean toyotaro or do you think that's coming from shueisha or possibly both
1: could be both i mean obviously toyotaro doesn't want to waste his time if he has to keep away from his baby yeah, yeah. To, to do this at the same time i I almost feel like someone, be it the developers of the game or Shueisha, or someone might have plans for it outside of the realm of card games
0: all right well let's get into that right now as i've said many times here on the show i think a new standalone dragon ball heroes animated tv series would have been a fantastic idea and i think the more time passes it's a better idea because dragon ball kai kind of shot things in the foot form over there or that was a yeah we'll watch it on tv i guess but we're not going to buy anything. And then, as soon as Kai got off TV, merchandise sales started picking up again.
1: Yeah. Well, the whole thing about Kai is that it offered nothing substantially new. The manga is not going to change because the manga's
0: yeah itself. It is what know? it is. I mean, even with the full color comics, it still is what it is.
1: Yes. I mean, they released new dust jackets for the manga when Kai started coming out. on yellow
0: was, or green. Sorry. You
1: know, it, it's sort of a, a very. A very fitting thing because it's Dragon Ball packaged in new covers and but if you take that off the book is exactly the same they only change the dust covers and you know that's kind of like how Kai feels at times obviously they did some re-editing but stuff that people know and they've seen before and if they especially if they already own Z why are they gonna go and buy Kai DVDs unless they're completists like Picking Duck.
0: So that brings us to the idea, could Dragon Ball Heroes sustain itself as a new TV series? And I think we're getting to a point where perhaps the public could be ready for it, especially over in Japan. We have this groundwork for it but julian do you think we could run into an issue that the dragon ball and dragon ball z tv series were famous for which was well we've caught up to the manga because victory mission is only a couple pages i mean we've had what, a max of nine pages sometimes and it's yeah. monthly so yeah there's a story so it would need to be heavily expanded upon especially those early chapters which really didn't have a story to them
1: yeah well you know they're building up these characters They've got plenty of material to work with in the game itself in terms of, you know, let's have a random, trying not to say the word duel. Right, but But, but it is. And they they don't necessarily have to obey the rules of the card game because rule of cool and all that.
0: Just like Pokemon where they're doing things like, wait, that Pokemon doesn't have that move. Wait, he didn't wait for his trainer to tell him to go do that. What's going on here?
1: Yes. Or isn't this a virtual representation of our card game? Why are things acting like they are manipulated by real physics, you know?
0: <laughs> and in pain, and it kind of gets all right. weird and shifty there. But yeah, it's true. There's a lot of stuff, and there's a lot of character development that could still be done. I mean, we don't see a whole lot of Sora, so there's some stuff they could do there.
1: Yeah, so yeah, they could build on a lot of different things, create backstory, fill in gaps... You know, very much, you know, have something there. You know, it's a popular card game. It promotes the cards. It almost seems like it's a license to print money. So the question becomes, why are they doing this? Maybe they're planning to Mm, already. mm. Plus, they got the catchy themes that were done by the same guy who sung the theme for Dragon Ball Kai. They've They've got animation from the commercials, which is really good to the point where, you know, certain trolls on the internet took away the dragon ball heroes part and told people hey it's going to be a new tv show right all the ingredients seem to be there
0: <laughs> they kind of have been making a dragon ball heroes series if you follow along with all the full-length promotional videos for it, you can kind of watch them in a row and get some sort of story from it, it doesn't exactly follow a victory mission but it's kind of its own thing going on so julian yeah. part of the question there is Is it a good idea? We have to separate this for Japan. It sounds like it might be a decent idea for Japan. They've got the groundwork. They've already got the built-in audience. Now let's take Dragon Ball Heroes abroad because it has not been abroad yet. It's very, very much a Japanese only thing. I mean, Ultimate Mission did not get localized elsewhere. The only familiarity that the casual Dragon Ball fan, let's just say in North America, would have with Dragon Ball Heroes is if they played Ultimate Tenkaichi, which was released as Ultimate Blast in Japan, the create a character mode in that game pulled in a lot of the character avatar archetypes from Dragon Ball Heroes. So even in the right. opening, you see what is basically beat alongside the who's what the hero cyan avatar character, I think right. it is. Alongside the Berserker Cyan Avatar character, which is a kind of short Vegeta looking character with long black Super Cyan three-ish kind of hair.
1: Yeah. Uh, So my personal feeling is that anime, unless they bring the card game over, would probably only work in Japan simply because it relies so heavily on... This idea of there being a card game—it really does—but it can be done. It can be done. Just look at uh, Yu-Gi-Oh or the that that sort of thing. I mean,
0: any of those franchises: Yu-Gi-Oh, Beyblade, all that stuff. Yu-Gi-Oh,
1: in particular, was a manga to begin with, yeah, which was turned into an anime and then into a card game that first appeared in the manga. Right. So you know, it's possible for them to use this you know the card game itself is a vehicle for promoting the the animation so if they invested the time to translate the cards to get the infrastructure up and running with these kiosks yeah which is the main hurdle i think because unlike japan the idea of a video arcade is incredibly anachronistic in North America. Well,
0: I mean, we do have home analogies for that now. Skylanders really set the stage for this near-field communication thing where you have this little play pad on your lap on a table at home. You put your figure on top of it and the RF chip or whatever is in there makes your character show up on screen.
1: But it would be anything like the same experience, though.
0: I don't, with cards? Yeah, I don't know. Would you, it really feels like you would need Dragon Ball Heroes figures because that's what Skylanders did. That's what Disney Infinity is doing. Uh, Nintendo's but that's not the same thing. No, it's not the same thing as cards with the figures. So that that's kind of tough. So would we need something no longer? Well, unless,
1: unless they were going to go in and modify all the cards in the animation into figures to accommodate that. Because remember, it feeds back onto itself. So it has to be similar enough.
0: Gotcha, gotcha.
1: because of US FCC rules, it may not technically be allowed to be exactly the same. I remember there being, like, visual edits to the cards in the anime that they had to do because it was too similar to the actual game. Sure, sure. Russian, buy out this card, yeah.
0: Would it have to be, then, no longer Dragon Ball Heroes, but this new chapter, would it have to be not named Dragon Ball Heroes? Like, we went from Bakura to Impact, to Dragon Battlers, to dragon ball heroes could it be this new thing which is all right basically copy skylanders and disney infinity but do it with dragon ball and then the question is could that work internationally i'm not sure that funimation has the marketing muscle namka bandai has right. the marketing muscle to really go in to the level that they would need to dedicate themselves to to make it a success because making it something like that need a success, to be big, yeah it, it's gonna have a huge push behind it
1: agreed and yeah, I think that means the ma- that is the major hurdle, is to be able to promote this gigantic, what comes down to an investment, both for the yeah. people who would be, you know, hosting the machinery as well as people who would be buying the cards. So, uh, I, you know, as much as I suppose a Dragon Ball Heroes anime could have a convincingly, you know, heartfelt plot with mm-hmm. interesting events I wouldn't see it succeeding unless there is a card game to also feed back into it
0: right you could do a lot with Dragon Ball Heroes though I mean you could go after the audience that Dragon Ball SD is trying to go after the younger audience maybe they do have familiarity with the series maybe they don't it's not necessary to have it you can pull in lots of fun cameos with some of the actual characters and if we're talking about making Dragon Ball this long lasting evergreen property that Toei seems to think it is They are going to need to set the stage for the future. There's going to need, let's be honest, there's going to need to be a new cast for these characters, voice cast at some point down the road, as if it's going to last the 50, 60, hundred years that they hope it's going to, then they're going to need to set the stage with something new. And is Dragon Ball Heroes that new thing? I think it could work under the, Best circumstances with everyone really contributing and going in hog wild on it. I don't know if that's possible. So then that brings it back to, should they just do a Dragon Ball Heroes TV series in Japan anyway, just because they can or should?
1: Hmm, good question.
0: Or should they just keep going with what they're doing right now and just make enough money to keep it going? That's a
1: good question. I think it has the potential to be a really big success in Japan, but if they want to angle for profits overseas it would require a massive outlay both in japan and elsewhere in order to do so so yeah unless they really go all out and decide that's what they want to do
0: um i don't know just keep on trucking otherwise yeah well i think that kind of sums it up i mean what do you think this new chapter is going to be i guess is kind of the final question where do you think they're, they're going to take dragon ball heroes just wrap up gt and then just all what ifs.
1: I don't know. I mean, where do they go from here? They seem to be dipping back into the... The The past, uh, right?
0: The age missions. The past
1: to get into the Red Ribbon Army arc. So it feels almost like they're starting to reach for materializing the adult characters.
0: Yeah, yeah. But
1: yeah, I mean, maybe they could go the route of sort of absorbing certain things from Dragon Ball Online now that that's going off.
0: Very true, very true. I think that would actually be a, a great way to extend that franchise as well. Because Dragon Ball Online, we've talked about it, has such an amazing wealth of story and Toriyama involvement I mean why put it to waste just in I mean it wasn't a waste for the people who played it and enjoyed it but now that it's shutting down it's like well We have all this stuff. This can still be used as ideas to further the franchise. So I think pulling that in would be a great way to do it too. And I want a Dragon Ball Online (laughs) OVA or TV series. I wanted that before I wanted a Dragon Ball Heroes TV series. So I think that could work.
1: So I guess we'll see what happens. Um, I really don't have much investment in it, although I kind of dread there being a tv series that i would have to actively follow oh. and comment on and look at the sections that we have to add to the website
0: and... <laughs> kai oh. was one thing but oh my goodness <laughs> the stuff that we would be doing the magazines that you would be buying every week oh. <laughs> all right, we know. All right let's hope not for Julian's sanity uh so that was our topic i would love to hear what you guys think of the current state of dragon ball heroes where you think dragon ball heroes is heading and then where you think dragon ball heroes or a possible successor should be heading so hit us up on the forum thread we do have a thread for every episode every week on the forum on consent we have our twitter we have our facebook we have our google plus wherever you think is the best way that you can contribute discussion and we would love to have it so julian to wrap up the episode we're going to play what i think is unfortunately going to be called who's "Who's that that character character? so here is the clip we played on the debut of our segment last week for you to identify who is speaking right now (laughs) so julian that character was garlic It was. And where was this from? Because we have two appearances of Garlic Jr. in the Dragon Ball franchise.
1: From the context, I would say probably in the TV series.
0: It was. It was that great scene right before he takes a bite out of that apple. It looks all comical and hysterical. Now, the reason I was devious with this clip, if you don't know, when Dragon Ball Z movie one came out, Garlic Jr. was played by the legendary Akira Kamiya of Fist of the North star fame now when it came to the tv series and the filler arc where garlic jr appeared in dragon ball z kamiya did not return instead garlic jr was played by a one shigeru chiba who you may remember first as pilaf in dragon ball but also the voice of raditz now you look at garlic jr you'd think chiba would play him similar to pilaf but he actually plays garlic jr much more similar to his raditz voice and i think that gives it a, a very interesting depth there so That was the devious voice clip last week.
1: Did you actually use garlic junior and depth in the same sentence?
0: Uh, sadly, I just did. I can't believe I did that. I'm so sorry, Internet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we had one person respond with the correct answer. That was Tronk 21 over on the forum thread. Said this is Garlic Jr. when he was first introduced. So, uh, congrats to Tronk there. We had a couple other choices. Some folks, I think Chiquita was thinking uh something from Red Ribbon. Uh, we had Puto thinking it might have been Cell, but nope, that was Shigeru Chiba's interpretation of Garlic Jr. from the TV series. So let's go to this week's clip. Who is this character speaking, and where do you think it's from? Actually, as I was listening to last week's episode, I thought it would be helpful if you could hear it again real quick. So once more, this week's clip.
1: Well, not hearing the clip myself, since you're going to actually insert it later, I'll just have to guess and say, crediting.
0: <laughs> all right it's no it's definitely not that, oh. now i have to make it not Kudunin. in so i have to choose someone else because well
1: his voice is pretty distinct in all circumstances
0: it really is it really is so i'll, I'll choose something i'll throw it in there it'll be fantastic i suppose you
1: could do yajirobe uh, in, uh Shh, less-
0: don't give away my things that i'm gonna do can just
1: edit it out of the final podcast
0: julian that brings us to a close this here was episode 347 of our podcast thanks for joining me you got family over there please go enjoy them
1: please go sleep so i have energy to interact with them
0: (laughs) back to work (laughs) tomorrow
1: yes well I, i had a one day weekend this weekend so oh, awesome yeah <laughs> but the second year students are away in korea so i have fewer classes which means i can that's
0: cool you got translation work to do chop chop oh dear thank <laughs> you <laughs> You're welcome.
1: sir may i have another
0: <laughs> it never oh. ends man it never ends yeah never All right so never that's, ever that's julian over right. there we got heath off enjoying his family as well jake protecting us in the ginga patrol we got mary upstairs uh protecting me from dirt I suppose. And and cats? And cats. No, big cleaning of the house today. Now that there's an extra kitty, there's more fur and hair flying around, so it takes extra effort oh boy. to make things clean. So that's what I'm back up to help do. So this is 347. Julian, thank you, sir. It's my pleasure. Tell the kids the site where they find it. Yes,
1: you can find us on the internet at www.kanzenshuu.com. That's com. Correct. You can also find us on Facebook Twitter, Google+, and even Tumblr. Is there any other social network that's cool with the kids right now? I don't know.
0: Uh, Instagram is pretty big. We're not doing anything there. Maybe we should. Alright, we're done. 347. We'll see you next time here for 348 at Shoes. Stick with us for all the news, all the information, all the good news, all the good information, all the accurate news, all the accurate information. Julian, wrap it up. Thank you for listening to another episode of Shoe the podcast.
1: Check us back next time.